podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello once again and welcome to the Obi-Wan podcast made possible by Betwinner. It's a Taking the Mikel edition this time around. We'll make you guys wait for episodes 11 and 12. More on that in just a second. But once again, it's myself, Chris McCarty, joined by the boss man, John Obi Mikel. Johnny, how are you? Very well, and you? Yeah, very well indeed, John. We're in here hastily arranged because your beloved Nigeria have reached the semi-finals of the African Cup of Nations. I know, I know. A lot has been going on this week. So, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, haven't we? We do, we do. <laughs> uh, the transfer window was, and I'll use your word here, shit. Yeah. Transfer absolutely. deadline day was nothing. Yeah, I think it's probably the worst uh, transfer yeah. uh, deadline or transfer, whatever you say. Um, transfer deadline day. Yeah. Day Terrible. or month. I mean, it was very, very dull. I mean, there was... There was no movement. I mean, um, of course, you, you need to know that a lot of the teams are also thinking about the the, the, the financial fair play and stuff like that. So I think that kind of hindered the whole, um, yeah. you know, magic of the transfer deadline and transfer window. But yeah, I mean, let's hope for a better one in the summer. Well, Fabrizio Romano, who we can call a good friend of the pod because <laughs> he does seem to enjoy the stuff that we do. Uh, he had to resort to celebrating a transfer of a different kind. I know you're a big F1 fan. I am. I am. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, fucking... Mental. Yeah, mental, mental story. Uh, news that broke. I mean, um, we, we all thought, I mean, I thought he was going to... Finish. You know, finish, retire, you know, with Mercedes because he's been there since, you know, at the age of... Well, the, he's been at the age of 13, he said. Yeah, um, McLaren and Mercedes. Was McLaren, 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 exactly. He so he's been there since he was 13 and... Um, has had a lot of success, won a lot of uh, trophies, a lot of what championship, and uh, been you know the main the main driver there. But um, unfortunately, you know the news broke. He's going to move into Ferrari. Ferrari in twenty twenty five. Yeah, I, I get it. He's made no secret of the fact that he was a bit of a boyhood Ferrari yes. fan. They are the biggest team. I know they've been down in the doldrums, and I think you can look back to two thousand and eight for the last time that they won a constructors' world championship. Yeah. However. They are still the biggest team in F1. They are still the biggest team, I think. I think it's like Sebastian Vettel said. I mean, everybody... Wants to drive. It's a Ferrari fan, you know. Even if um, you go to any pit lane or any, you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, we are the biggest. Mercedes is the biggest. It's the most famous uh, brand in the world. But every every driver or every F1 fan is a Ferrari fan. You want to drive. You want to be in the red shirt, in the red car. And, um, of course, Lewis hasn't made it... He's, you know, he's made it clear that, you know, he's been... Or he is a Ferrari fan and he wants to finish his career driving, you know, in the red car. And um, I guess the opportunity has come along and he's, you know, he's decided to, you know, to grab it. But I mean, what a shocking, shocking. Um yeah, we had Jurgen Klopp a yeah, week or so back. Yeah, we thought that was the biggest and news of the Lewis week. And <laughs> then announces he's off to Ferrari. Of course, in 2025, he's still got another season yeah. with Mercedes. He'll be 40 by the time 40, he gets yeah. to Scuderia. Seven world titles, level with Michael Schumacher. Yeah. And of course, John, not only is he bidding for a record-breaking eighth, but he would become the first driver in history to win world titles with three different teams. McLaren, Ooh. Mercedes and Ferrari. Do you back him to do it? I think I back him to do that, That's actually. what I Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, let's not forget what, you know, he's still got a season to do, uh, 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 you know, to race for uh, Mercedes, uh, which is a big thing. I think, you know, there's been a little secret that Mercedes, have, uh, they will come out with a very good car, you know. Uh, they surely have to. Yeah, they have to come out with a good car. And, um, you know, they have to start competing again. Obviously, uh, you, you know, you have uh, Red Bull, and then you have also uh, McLaren, 
you know, Aston who's Martin well. Aston Martin, you have uh, Ferrari as well, who've done, you know, they have a better car than Mercedes have done the previous season. But yeah. of course, because Mercedes have Lewis Hamilton and Josh Russell, very good two drivers, and they manage to get the team, exactly. <laughs> to get the team, you know, to, um, you know, to, 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 to finish second in the, you know, in the constructship uh, championship. So, I think next this season they have to come up with a good car, and hopefully, if Lewis will be able to do it before joining uh, 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 Ferrari, that would be amazing. But if not, then he has to do it with Ferrari. I mean, if he could be able to do it with Ferrari, for sure, definitely he would be the greatest driver ever, ever to ever been it. Martin know. Brundle is listening to this. There's competition on the way. John Obi Mikel, who would have thunk it? He's an F1 aficionado. <laughs> For goodness sake, is that what season two of this podcast is? John? It's going to be an F1. It's podcast. going to be an F1. <laughs> I love it. This is Mikel B, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino, and games. Also, you stand a chance in getting up to two hundred percent bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. Right, loads to talk about. Let's get uh, the big news out of the way if we can, because a lot of people might be a bit disappointed uh, taking the Mikel, filling in for our usual Monday slot. Big names are plenty. Big names are coming. We've been busy boys over the yeah. course of the past week. Not one, but two interviews done and dusted. The floor is yours, John. Who have we been talking to? Uh, we've been busy, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, of course, we managed to get the big, the big names. You know, we've managed to get the one and only. You know, the the, the player that we all thought you know was gonna be, uh, you know, the big three. Let's let's, let's put it that way. Uh, but didn't manage to do it, obviously, for certain reasons, um, injury wise. Had a great, great uh, time career at Chelsea. Uh, spent how many years at Chelsea? You know, seven. Seven years. Uh, scored a lot of important goals uh, for me, definitely, and for a lot of players. The best ex-teammates, the best player we played with or we've seen, you know, in the blue shirt. So for me, what a great guy, amazing guy, Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard. The one exclusive. and only exclusive. The first time you. Oh, not the first time, probably, but uh, exclusive here on the Open One Podcast. Yeah. Um, and of course. The big man, Peter Jack. Yes, indeed. Those episodes are, let me tell you, they're done and dusted. We have recorded, we have filmed both. And let me tell you, both are going to make some headlines. Peter Jack likes to talk, it's fair to say. Oh, he has a lot to say. (laughs) The big man is an intellectual fellow, though. Very intelligent. Understands the game. Yeah, understands the game. Speaks a lot of languages. Um, Someone who likes, you know, he's very into his details. You know, he's a detailed guy. Uh, and he's, you know, he has a lot to say, and you know, he does make sense when he speaks. And oh, yes. um, you know, what a place to, you know, to listen to all that, you know, in the Obi-Wan, on the Obi One podcast uh, with Pete having a lot to say, and then with Hazard, of course, <laughs> with his banter and stuff. Um, so, <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> trust a lot me, of there's a lot, there's a lot in there that you guys, yeah. you don't have to, you, you can't miss this. You know, you have it's... to tune in and subscribe. It's gonna be absolutely on fire. Yeah, I'll tell you now, ninety minutes. Eden Hazard uh, gave of his time to yeah, us yeah. and there isn't a subject that we don't discuss no. Eden gives it back to John John's giving Eden a lot of shit <laughs> for his love of rice puddings Eden gives it back in spades but trust me whether you're a Chelsea football fan whether you're a Real Madrid fan football fans in general this is Eden Hazard I believe as you've never seen him before yeah like you've never seen him before I mean the banter 
you know, was absolutely amazing. Um, of course, like you said, you know, I've given him banter all, <laughs> yeah, this, all this while. And then he came on the port and he has a lot to say about <laughs> me as well, <laughs> which was fun. But um, it just shows the respect we both have, you know, between each other. Um, you know, Eddie has always known that my criticism of him wasn't a criticism at all. I knew he could do better. Yeah. I knew he could be one of the best players in the world. Um, but um, yeah, and, and 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 every time we speak, he says, "Listen, I understand your criticism, <laughs> but you know, it just didn't work out. I didn't put enough effort because I didn't want to. But yeah. sometimes I tried, it didn't work out. But this is just who I am, and we just have to accept that's who he was. He played the game he the way he wanted to play the game." And yeah, and he's done now. He's enjoying time with the family and being being a dad, which is something he really enjoys. Yeah, he does not hold back. I can no. safely say that. You, you know, some might say he doesn't give a shit. I think he does. He just has no filter. He just wants to say, yeah. and he does say it <laughs> yeah. as he sees it. So yeah. trust me, yeah. Obi Wan podcast made possible by Betwinner. Tell your mum, tell your dad, your neighbours, yeah. your aunties and uncles, your brothers and sisters. You want to download this particular podcast? You I think you've said it all there. You know, there's, there was no filter. No there filter. Was no filter. I would add him. He said he, he said everything the way um, any football fan who criticizes him will say it. But he says he said it with with a smile, Absolutely. with a joke. Uh, and we had a banter. You know, it was a great laugh. And um, you know what an amazing, amazing human being. Um, you know, we have such a huge respect between each other. And I love, I love adding to bits. And he loves you, I think. Yeah. The fact he gave us an hour and a half. And he might have stayed on longer. He was enjoying himself. <laughs> so he was. So episodes 11 and 12 of the Obi-Wan podcast made possible by bet winner Petr Cech and Eden Hazard. Those uh, interviews and those episodes on the way in the coming weeks. For now, though, I want to focus not on F1, not on what we've got upcoming, but I want to focus on your beloved Nigeria, mm. if we can, John. Because time of recording yeah. into the semi-finals of the 2023 slash four African Cup of Nations. Four clean sheets in five, unbeaten. Is it coming home, John? It's coming home, mate. It's coming home. I mean, I've called it since before the tournament started anyways. I've said, I see Nigeria, we have to, you know, I see see us winning this trophy and I see Victor Simebinda play of the tournament. I've said that. I called it. Um, I don't like to jump on the bad wagon. <laughs> I create one. <laughs> Love it. You make the headlines. I make the headlines, mate. <laughs> and, the, I mean, Victor, question marks over whether he wins play yeah. of the tournament. I think he's got one goal. He's got one goal. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He won't care a jot. It's about bringing that African Cup of Yeah, it's about Nigeria. bringing the tournament home. Um, but, yeah, he hasn't scored a lot. I think he also... Dip, I think all centres as well with the way we play, with the system we play. Obviously, playing three at the back, um, you score less goals, you defend better. And that's why we're not considering a lot, but we're not scoring a- enough goals yeah. as well. You know, we've, we've won games by one goal margin or two or two one or two goal margin, <clears throat> which is not usually like the way we play. Obviously, in Nigeria, we like to play expansive football. We like to play with four, four at the back. And, you know, we like... Is a, that historically, has that been Historically, that's what we've always played. We've never played uh, uh, three at the back, uh, three centre-backs and, and, and two wing-backs, which makes it five. But um, I think that takes away your attacking uh, threats as well. But like I said, the guys at the front, Victor Lukman uh, and Simon Moses... <clears throat> They've actually adapted well with that. And, they, you know, they're doing well. They're quick, they're fast, they're young. 
dynamic, um, you know, the quick at the counter, which is something we've done really well at this tournament. I, I like the look of Ademola. Look, when it's taken a little bit longer. What is he now? Twenty six. Yeah. Burst through at Charlton, then Everton yeah. took a punt on him. He went over to Germany with RB Leipzig back in the Premier League. I remember he was on loan at Leicester. Yeah. Seems to have found a home in Atalanta yeah. over in Italy, and his game has, has kicked on. I think maturity. Maybe the tactical awareness. He's a player and he's been your match winner, not one, but twice in these yeah, knockout stages. Yeah, Cameroon yeah. in the last 16 and then, of course, Angola, Angola yeah. in the quarterfinals. And you talk about Victor Osimhen maybe being player of the tournament. If Lukman continues to do yep. what he's doing, yep. he'll be in the shakeup. Yeah, he will be. I mean, uh, there's, no sh- that, you know, there's no doubt about that. He's been absolutely amazing in this tournament. He's, uh, he's, you know, he's come to life. He's, you know, he's quick. You know, he's, um, he's very good on the ball. Very good. Um, and, and, and the one thing that we don't talk about as well so much is his defensive duties. He's never shy. He shift. does it. He puts the shift for the team, you know, for the team. He's always there. He's always chasing, you know, running back to make sure he defends as well. But I think when you look through the whole team, I think everybody's been absolutely superb. I think starting from the goalkeeper, which is something I talked about before the tournament. You did. I've said that with one place, one position, we need to make sure we sort out. It has to be the goalkeeping position. <clears throat> and uh, and we've managed to do that. I mean, this young keeper, you know, I think he, you know, I think he's a foreign, uh, uh, a home base keeper. And he's managed to become um, the talk of the tournament. I actually think you know he's become one of the favorites for the for the Nigerian fans, um, and he's put in very very good performances. And um, I think before we scored the goal against Angola, there was a massive save that he's made, you know, that he made, which I think if that goal would have you know gone in, uh, it would have been a different ball game. But um, looking at the whole team, everybody seems to be at it. You know, the defense, the midfield. Um, you know, the attackers, everybody seems to be playing really well, which is something we need now. And um, take nothing away from Lukman, he's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've got to ask John, uh, and again, kind of harking back to your days, the ability uh, and the confidence that keeping clean sheets bring. Obviously, yeah. I'll go back to the Chelsea days, yeah. and, you know, we've spoken an infinitum on this podcast about what a proper structure, the confidence that then gives you to go out there. When you're keeping clean sheets, the the mentality of when you score, that knowledge that we've got now a real chance of winning this. Yeah. You, you know, when that, those yeah. clean sheets are stacking up and Nigeria have now had four successive clean sheets yeah. in this tournament. You've got to go all the way back to the opening game, that one draw, uh, one all, a piece draw. Mm-hmm. Since then, 1-0, 1-0, 2-0 against Cameroon, 1-0 against Angola. Mm-hmm. The confidence I mean, that breeds. No, of course, of course, exactly. You've just you've just said it there. Keeping clean sheet gives you gives the team a lot of confidence. You know, when you know that when you go. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Why, hello there, podcast aficionado. Feeling glum? Well, let me tell you about the one that'll make everything better. Streddycast. It's the Manchester United podcast that hits the sweet spot between intellectual football insight and the downright absurd. Sean, Dale and Brian bring you everything from their take on fixtures 
to the never-ending soap opera that is everything off the hallowed turf of Old Trafford. Brought to you by Stratty News, you can find Cast wherever you pull your podcasts from. Just three mates and a barrel of opinions. You know you want to. What are you waiting for? A goal up, and you know that the team has the ability to defend and make sure you don't concede. And again, going back to our Chelsea days, that was something you know we we're very good at. When we know we go one nil, two nil up, um, we were very solid defensive wise, and we know that it will take a huge, a huge performance to make sure that you score against us or for us to concede. And that's something we've done really well in this tournament. Uh, like you said, the first, uh, the first game we conceded a goal, and after that we haven't conceded a goal. Uh, but again, it takes away our attacking threats as well, which means, you know, we have to play three centre-backs at the back uh, yeah. just to make sure that we're solid, um, which is something that we've never done. Historically, in Nigeria, we always played four at the back, um, which is why we were very expansive. You know, we, we, you know, we're very used to scoring goals, one, two, three, four goals. And then the fans start going, ole, ole, ole. <laughs> but right now, we're not doing that. Of course, we're winning games by one goal margin. Um, but we're winning games. That's yeah, what winning I, games. That's the most important thing. We're winning games. That's and all credit, you have to do. credit to the coach. Credit to the coach for him to be able to recognize that, to know that we are not, unless we play three, three center backs, we are not solid at the back. And he's managed to rectify that problem. And also the goalkeeping position as well. He's yeah. managed to rectify that position and make a huge call to make sure to 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 start the the, the home the home base player ahead of the the, the, the foreign players. Yeah. Fair, fair, yeah, yeah. and I've got to say, Frank Onyeki is is uh, Onyeka, sorry, yeah. and uh, the other one, Alex Awobi. Yeah, of course, Alex, who's kind of flitted at thirty-five million quid, Everton spent yeah. to bring him from Arsenal, didn't quite work out there. Enjoying his football again under Marco Silva at mm-hmm. Fulham. Those two, they're the legs, they're the energy in yeah. that engine room. No, they are the legs. They, they, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's also difficult when you play three at the back. You play five five at the back. Let's put it that way: five at the back. Um, it means you have two holding players. So and and the t- and, and then the pitch is so is massive, it's huge for you to cover. But those guys have they've done absolutely amazing job to be able to make sure they they like the likes of Lukman, Moses, and um, of course uh, awesome, Victor man. to be able to to express themselves and 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 be the attacking threat, which is something we do need. Absolutely fantastic, Alexi Wobi. He's been having a, you know, he's, Real you know, he's been having a very, very good tournament and also playing really well for Fulham as well. Yeah. So let's take that. Let's not take that away from him. But um, like I said, the whole team, you can see there's a there's a bit of a cohesiveness uh, between yeah. the team. The team is playing together. Everybody seems to know exactly what they what they have to do, which is something we didn't we didn't do at the last tournament. But now with this with this coach, I mean, there's been a lot of criticism going into this tournament with the manager, with the coach. But I think he's got it right this time, really, oh, to be honest. No and doubt. let's not take let's not put all the credit to the to the to the players, to the team. Let's also give some credit to the you know to the manager, to the coaching staff. He's absolutely done an amazing job. Yeah, Joe Pizzero has done a very, very good job indeed. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it's South Africa next, semi-finals uh, Wednesday evening. We're recording this podcast on the Sunday. Wednesday night, South Africa. I think you go back to the 2019 edition, your last yeah. tournament for Nigeria, John. You faced South Africa in the quarterfinals on that occasion. You won 2-1. Yeah. Confident of a repeat? Confidence of a repeat. I mean, um, of course, every time we do play South Africa, it's a, it's a massive, massive rivalry. Is Mass- it? Yeah, a massive rivalry between both. Uh, it's always a rivalry when we play against South Africa. 
Because South Africa is a team. Rival, John. Your biggest rival. I think so. I think so. I think really? South Africa because of they've always had a good team though. They've always had a good team, a good footballing team, and that's something that we also have as well. Um, of course, you can you can argue that Ghana is our biggest rival because we're next door neighbors. You can also argue that Ivory Cameroon, Coast. Ivory Coast, you know, big games, big big players, big country. But South Africa, they're massive when it comes to, uh, 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 and they've always had home homegrown players, yeah. and they've always been very good tactical, uh, technical players, and uh, which is something that's always given us a hard time. But um, the last tournament, like you said, like you know, like you've just mentioned, um, which was my last tournament before I retired, we played them. I think it was the quarterfinals. It was, or, yeah, two and we, one, and we managed to win two one. So let's hope uh, you know history repeats itself, and we managed to beat them again. But I think this time. They are not conceding goals as well. No, they've, they've, very, kept, they've been very, very solid. I think they lost 2-0 to Mali and they've yeah. kept four clean sheets exactly. as well. I think winning this tournament is sometimes it comes down to how much clean sheet you can keep. If you can manage to keep clean sheets, uh, I think you have yeah. a good chance of winning this tournament. No not doubt. only this tournament, any tournament. Once you be able to keep clean sheets, you have a good chance of scoring goals then, you know, you have a good chance of winning a tournament. The other semi-final, Ivory yeah. Coast, the hosts taking on Dominican Republic of yeah. Congo. Is this is this destined to be a Nigeria-Ivory <laughs> Coast final, John? I mean, you might look at it in a different way as well. When you look at it, Ivory Coast, they were on the verge. Yes. Verge of going out. Going out of the tournament. But where are they now? Semi-finals. Since then, they've sacked the manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, they've, they've made few changes. I mean, they've made few changes in the team. The new manager who's coming has made few changes in the team. And you can tell. There's a little bit of something that you can tell that the yeah. wind is behind them. You know, they're starting to pick up. And again, they've beaten Mali, a strong, strong uh, uh, candidate to win the tournament. They've beaten them uh, last night, uh, you know, uh, playing ten with men. 10 men, uh, which is... Which is a big, big thing, and which breeds which breeds uh, confidence in the team. And um, I think that that you can tell that the win is with uh, Ivory Coast. But again, of course, Nigeria with the way we're playing, there's no. We are definitely the favorite. We should we should be able to bring this home now. I think if we could be able to beat South Africa, which I think we will, uh, it's going to be a tough game. But I think we have a good chance of winning, yeah, so uh, winning I, the game. Yeah, and I hope we we don't jinx Nigeria by having this podcast and talking <laughs> about this. They won't forgive me for that. <laughs> you'll never be allowed back if they don't win it from here, the Super Eagles. Uh, two great semi-finals, mouth-watering last four ties. I've got a fancy, I've got a fancy for a Nigeria Ivory Coast final. I think so. I think so. I Nigeria think so. to yeah. silence the natives. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about that the other day, and I was thinking. Fuck me! I mean, we managed to beat them in the, in, you know, in the group in stages, the group stage. and they were on the verge of leaving the tournament. And all of a sudden, you know, you they're back me. at it, and now they've got a bit of life, and yeah. they've got the wind, you know, uh, with them. And um, if they could manage, now they, you know, they're playing, they're playing pretty, pretty okay, not so well, but they, they've started to win games. And now, if they can manage to get to the final, who oh. knows? Um, Tell you but, what, um, if I it is yeah. Nigeria Ivory Coast final, <laughs> that phone of yours with DDA and Solomon, and maybe Yaya might dip in as well to your DA. Yeah, imagine I'd be giving them so much shit. I thought they were gonna leave the tournament. I mean, I messaged Kalu. I was laughing. <laughs> I was you? like, "You guys are, you guys are the fucking hosts, and you guys get dumped straight away." It's like, yeah, it's not like your team are doing really well either. But um, since then, we've picked up, and uh, they've also picked up as well. Both countries, both teams playing really well. And um, if it's both teams that manage to get to the final, it's going to be an Brilliant. absolutely 
absolutely amazing final. Yeah, no doubt about it. Absolutely bring it if that's the case. Very yeah. quickly on that, John. You know, it's a January tournament. Yeah. Did you, be honest, did you enjoy leaving the confines of your club? Business end of the club season is upcoming. Yeah. Did you enjoy heading off in January to play the African Cup of Nations? I did. Did uh, you? Well, of course, but sometimes... Is something that you know you have to. It's your it's your country, yeah. you know, it's your fatherland. You have to make sure you represent your your country. You have to make sure it doesn't matter what it is, you have to make sure you represent your country. Uh, especially in this big tournament, you have to make sure you're there. Uh, um, I know your club needs you, your club pay your salary, they look after you. But when it comes to big tournaments like the African Cup of Nations, you have to make sure you're there. Uh, um, your country will never forgive you if you don't. Um, so you have to make sure you're there. And I've always made sure I was there. And um, and again, once you be once you able to then win a win a trophy with your with, you know with your with your country and you did it yeah i did it and then you all of a sudden you become this national hero and they will always always remember that and they will never forget that so that's something that i hope this this um, this team could will be able to do write their names in the history books and they will never be forgotten and um yeah so we i managed to do it it's very difficult to win with your national team like um, again like our friend edin said you yeah. know, uh, on the part, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The golden generation, yeah. Belgian team. Yeah. Don't want to reveal too much. <laughs> a lot of people tuning in, but you're right. It's not easy. It's not easy to win tournaments with your national team. No, it's not. It's you not. did it in 2013. Yeah. On that, then, how did it compare to winning the Champions League? That emotion. Did it feel more of a relief winning the African Cup of Nations with Nigeria than it did with Chelsea? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Relief. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, of course, I always say that that. That the Champions League is my biggest trophy, uh, and and again I can I like I say I always put that that trophy, the Champions League and the African Cup of Nation, on same level for me. I think they're both same level. But yes, winning the African Cup of Nation came as a relief for me because of course I've managed to win a lot of trophies with Chelsea, and the Champions League was just the icing on the cake. Uh, but then to be able to win that, you know, the African Cup of Nation with Nigeria, which is something we've we've been we've been working so hard towards. And the country hasn't had a lot of success with yeah. football, and there was so much going on as well. 2013, the country was in a, you know, was in a mess, and then winning that trophy just brought everybody together. The happiness, the jubilation, the the the, the you know, the the smiles that we brought him on people's faces. Everybody forgot what was going on in the country, and everybody you could see that you for a month or two, you brought so much happiness to the country, to the people of Nigeria, and that's something that. You never ever gonna forget get oh, as a football player. I love it. As a Scotsman, I'm never gonna <laughs> I'm never gonna have success. You're never gonna get that, are you? I'm never gonna get that. I'm listening to you thinking, oh, that is that's immense. To win a major continental title for yeah, your But you country. never know, you've got a good chance this 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 going well, into this this Euros. We've got Germany well. yeah. in the opening, although Germany yeah, not exactly. too much. Yeah. Maybe Scotland could be a dark horse. I think so. And do a Greece. In 2004, <laughs> you heard it here first on the OP1 podcast. I'll put a bit on that. <laughs> I will not be. Save your money, John. Get it on England. Or maybe not uh, there either. But uh, listen, I want to ask you a question because uh, we've got a lot of messages uh, in on this podcast. A lot of people excited to hear your voice, to hear your thoughts, yeah. all your great friends who have become our guests yeah. on the pod, John. And I know you're incredibly proud of your African roots. You're, yeah. you're proud to be a Nigerian. Very, yeah. Very proud. And, yeah. and you know, what are we now? 2024. The Premier League's now been going for 32 years. 1992. Yeah. 
And it got me thinking, there's been an awful lot of wonderful African players that have passed through uh, the English shores, have played their club football there for whether it be a few games or, in some cases, over a decade. Mm. Yourself included in that, of course. So I thought to myself, I want to get John's all-time African eleven, And you're going to lose friends over this, John, (laughs) who have played in the Premier League. And again, I'll be really interested to get the thoughts of our listeners. So if you're listening to this pod and you want to share comments, this will be all over our Instagram, our Facebook and our X accounts, of course. But I thought to myself, I want John's starting 11. So goalkeeper. Oh, is that including me or that's excluding me? No, you can't be excluding me. No, (laughs) you want to include yourself, you include yourself. I didn't sleep a wink last night thinking about this team. Do I include John? Do I not? Do I get sacked if I don't include him? I'll give you my team in a second. All right, then. Feel free. Do you have a left foot? Because at one stage, I was going to stick you in a left (laughs) back. I was looking at it going, the only position I can slot John in here is potentially left back. Oh, no, there's definitely left way in there. There's definitely left way in there, definitely. Right, we'll get to that. But Who's a very good friend of mine, a very, very good friend of mine, somebody who really has helped me, uh, helped me settle when I, um, when I first moved to England, when I first moved to Chelsea. A very, very, very important person, played a very important role uh, in me settling and becoming who I was at Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. Uh, Celestine Babayaro. Celestine Babayaro, of he, course. He yeah. helped you settle, did of he? Of course, yeah, yeah. Baba was a massive, massive um, figure in my in my in my career moving wow. to Chelsea because obviously he was there when he, uh, during the Claudio Ranieri time, and that was when I first went uh, to Chelsea for trials, and Baba was there, obviously. And I remember, you know, he used to look after me really, really well after training. He used to, you know, he used to make sure, you know, I jump in. He gives me a ride in his, you know, in his Hummer. It was a Hummer then he used to drive. (laughs) The massive Hummer with his driver. So we used to jump in the back. You know, he gives me a ride. Drops me off back at the hotel or sometimes at night as well. Gets the driver, pick me up. Takes me to his place, you know. We 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 you know we go for African meal uh, nice. and things like. It really looked after he me. He wasn't leading you astray, John. You weren't having uh, nights out. It kind of did, though. I think my <laughs> first trip club I went with was with Babayaro. <laughs> My first trip club was with Baba Yara. I was like, I went into the club. I was like, I was young. I went into the club. I was like, fuck me, what's going on here? There's women naked and this thing going on. I was like, what is going on here? And Baba was like, just relax. Just relax. Just relax, John. (laughs) Breathe, John. Yeah. So he's got to be, just for taking you to your first trip club, he's got to be your left back. He's got to be in the left back. He was was a great player. Yeah, he started really young as well. I was think it Anderlecht? Anderlecht, yeah. Well, I think he's one of the first Nigerian players that started, came to the English Premier League really young. I think he was 17 or so yeah, when he, he came, young. when he joined. Yeah, yeah, he young was boy. really young. And he started really young, Baba. And um, Great player. Yeah, and as great, you said to me off air, a bit like Ashley. You used yeah. to love bombing yeah. forward as well, yeah, right? Yeah, a bit like Ashley, yeah. So, Baba Yaro left back. We've yeah. not got a goalkeeper yeah, yet. Yeah, I think the goalkeeper, we need to start with the goalkeeper first. Obviously, there hasn't been a lot of, you know, African goalkeepers no. in the Premier League. So, um, I think looking at that, probably there's only going to be one option. Uh, Edward Mendy yeah. probably have to go with that. African Cup of Nations winner African with Cup of Nations Senegal winner. last exactly. time out. Exactly. Um, Did he get a fair shake the, of it Yeah, Chelsea. won the Champions League with Chelsea, didn't yeah, he? Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, 
I thought when he came to the club, you know, he you know he did really well. He did really well when he came to the club, uh, and then obviously um, the last few whatever um, months or so before he left the club, you know, so a little bit of shaky performances. But before that, when he came into the club, he was really, yeah. you know, was really putting in some really good performances. You can't knock it. Champions League winner, yeah. African Cup of Nations winner, yeah. Edward Mendy. Yeah. For what it's worth, I had him as my goalkeeper Number one. too. Yeah, keeper. right back. Right back, I think also there, there's not going to be too much uh, discussions on that one. Probably have to go with Lauren. Yeah. Lauren Invincible. for Arsenal. Invincible. What what, what a guy. What a An player engine. he was. Oh, he was the engine room at, the, at that right flank. They are bumping forward and um, attacking, defending. Uh, managed to build that solid, solid defensive uh, partnership with Colo, yes. Sol, Sol Campbell and, and Ashley. Ash- uh, what a defensive line that was. Unreal. Um, unreal. And Lauren, for me, oof. What a team that was. What a that team, Arsenal what a team. player. Because you had then Gilberto yeah. and Patrick. Edu as well, comes Edu. in sometimes. Yeah. Oh, what a player he was. Left foot. And then Perez, Jungberg, yeah, Bergkamp, yeah, Henri. Yeah. What a team. What, what a team. team. <laughs> Just thinking about it there. I mean, yeah. You guys had decent battles for that lot obviously yeah, yeah. Patrick would leave soon after he went to Italy yeah, yeah. Fabregas replaced him but mm. that Arsenal team you yeah. can understand 49 games it went unbeaten in that's, the Premier that's, League that's, that's insane and you've played the Premier League oh job my god to go 49 games unbeaten fucking hell mate to keep a clean sheet in one, to win one game it's, it's, <laughs> a fucking, it's, tough. it's tough enough to, to be able to go 40, 49 games unbeaten. without losing a game it's mental that's, it's that's, absolutely I don't mental. think it's ever <sighs> Well, I say it never, ever, but I think it'll be hard to see a team. Even as good as the City side is, it'll be hard to see. Absolutely. In this day and age, yeah. to see them break that record. It's I agree. impossible. I agree. Yeah. So, Mendy, Senegal, uh, representative uh, goals. Yeah. Uh, Babiaro flying the flag for Nigeria. Yeah, Babiaro left back, Laurent, definitely. Uh, Cameroon, of course, yeah. right back. Yeah. Our two centre-halves. Two centre-backs, uh, centre-halves. I'll probably go with number one. I would go with another Arsenal player. Who also was in the invincible side at Colotori. Yeah, what Ooh. a player. What a player, what a guy. You know, uh, during those during those days, I mean the invincible days, he was an absolutely beast. Animal. Of a centre back. Yeah, he was absolutely quick. beast. Quick. He was a bit raw. Yeah. But he had aggression. <sighs> he was quick and Saul was just a pair yeah. of partner. They both him. just complimented each other. They both looked solid solid defensive uh, partnership um, you know people always mention the Rio and the Vidic uh, as centre back and, and and obviously the JT Cavalio. but a lot of people don't talk about no. those, those two though they were absolutely beast I of, agree of a centre back and um, yeah for me so yeah first centre back I go with uh, centre half I go with uh, Colo and the second um, and the second ooh Second, second, second. Oh, second, of course. Second is the uh, guy that's made this paved the way for every you know African player playing the Premier League today, uh, which we should definitely not forget. Um, and who's again coming? Not only that, he was the first African player to 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 play uh, to 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 come into the Premier League. Was he? I think it was. It was one off. Yeah, one off. Probably. Yeah, let's say one off. Um, and then he ended up captaining an English Premier League side as well, you know. Um, so yeah, and he, what a captain he was! What as a well. captain he was! Well respected, um, you know, at the club. So for me, this is one and only. 
uh, for me, Lucas Radabe. Yeah, what Lucas a player Radabe. Lucas what was. A player. Decade at Leeds. Yeah, decade at Leeds. 57 clean sheets and 197 appearances, Ooh. which is good going Yeah, what for a Lucas. What a player. He was just, wise. yeah, Very good mountain. on the ball as well. Underrated um, a little. Underrated Leeds as well. fans love him. Oh, oh but Leeds I do fans think. love him. Absolutely love him. I was, you know, I was, I was privileged to to meet him, you know, a few months back. You know, we we went uh, and we did a we did an event with the Europa League uh, in South Africa, and um, yeah, so I I was privileged to do that um, event with with Lucas. And uh, first time I, I you know I met him, what a gentleman, really, what a what a guy. You can have a conversation with him knows his football and also told me um, about how he's been worshipped right now at Leeds that every time he goes back there people never forget what he's done for the club so for me yeah so I have Lauren I have Kolo Torre I have Lucas Radabe and Baba Celestin Babayaro right. as my left back let's get to the one that I swear to you I was up all last night thinking about midfield <laughs> Are you going to put yourself in there? <laughs> there there's obviously a couple. There, there's two fellas who I think walk into this team, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. First of those, the Bison himself. Oh, Bison, Bison has to be there. What a player. I, I remember when Michael Essien came through. Uh, it was Bastia in France, Bastia. and Leon got him. That great Leon side of Janinho and yeah. Mamoudou Diara, Malouda, Karim Benzema, but Essien was a truck he was everywhere he was strong he was physical I know Fergie loved him I know Man United I think he might have even had if not a trial I know there was definitely yeah, there was something there, there. Yeah, there yeah. was and he was just everywhere and I remember thinking he's the one we need to sign and then of yeah. course Chelsea, Chelsea got him yeah, and got him. my god John I was there actually I was at the bridge I've got a good friend of mine who's a Chelsea fan remember the game Arsenal won Chelsea won Matthew Flamini scored for yeah. Arsenal just on the stroke of half time yeah. and then Chelsea were pushing mm, mm. and SCN scored that goal yeah it just popped the one up that Frank just, just the and he, Frank. <laughs> Frank ducks out the way yeah. and it just swears past Jens Lehmann into the yeah, top corner what a, yeah. one of the best goals I've seen yeah, live what a hit what a hit that was and the bridge <laughs> just erupted yeah I mean, how it, good was he Joe? Of course, Michael is a guy that, you know, was very, 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 very underrated. He never got the, the credit that he deserved. He didn't get the, as much. He got the credit that he deserved, but I, 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 we all felt that he didn't get as much that he deserved because he is an absolutely beast of a player. You know, going forward, bombing forward, defensively wise, strong, powerful, good on the board. Michael had yeah. it. All Michael can play, and not just that, he can play in any position for the club. Well, he did right good. back, centre back, midfield, whatever. Michael can play anywhere. He was that good that every manager that came into the club, like I've always said, except apart from, uh, uh, of course, Di Matteo didn't give him a look in when he came in. Every other manager, Michael was one of the first people yeah. on the team sheet. He was that good, powerful, strong, good on the ball, and. Um, 
yeah, I just felt, you know, he never got the, as much credit as he deserved. But a very, very lovely guy as well on and off the football pitch. A uh, very good friend of mine. Hard um, as nails. Yeah, oh, hard as nails. You know, doesn't speak much. Very shy. Does he know? Yeah, very shy guy. And uh, just kept himself. But um, What a player. Once he stepped on oh. that pitch, uh, what a player he was. What a player. And I remember a, a performance at Anfield as well stands out. I think it was a lunchtime Saturday kickoff. Yeah. Gerard was on the pitch. And SEN for the first 25 minutes just completely bossed it, yeah. set the tone. He's that strong that, you know, on, you know, in training, nobody goes close to Michael, you know, because he's just, he's just going to bounce off him. You know, <laughs> he's just going to bounce off him. When he has the ball, he just puts his bum on the line. He puts his, <laughs> his shin, his tie, everything on the line. And all you have to do is just come, hit him, and then, you know, you just bounce off him. He was that what strong. The bison. Yeah, sometimes we just laugh about it in training, but he knows. I mean, we all know. I, I mean, I'm strong, but Michael, oh my God, Michael is strong. Off the scales. Uh, Michael's on the scales. Right. So, he's in I have Michael team. in my team. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but he's in your team. Sorry? He is in your team. He's in my team, for sure. Michael is in my team, for sure. And then the the man that you've still not sent a Christmas card to (laughs) since 2013, John, the man who stole that African uh, Player of the Year award from you back then, and a lot of people will agree with that. There'll still be some that disagree. He had a wonderful spell at Man City when he was scoring goals, scoring free kicks. He could do no wrong. Yaya Toure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a beast as well when it comes to that. What a beast. So I'm going to put these two beasts of players in my midfield of Michael Essien and Yaya Torre. Yaya Torre, oh my God, what a player. I mean, coming from, you know, we, we thought coming from Arsenal, uh, um, um, from Barcelona, his past is his best days because of, obviously he was playing as a centre-back sometimes, he was playing as a holding player, but then he joined City. Oh my just God. Started scoring, he goals. <laughs> scoring goals for fun. Became this guy that everybody went through. He became yeah. the main man at City. You know, he became the main man at City. You know, Yaya was was that guy that created chances. He was the guy that took the ball from midfield and bumped forward. And once he starts running, it's difficult to see how many players who can, yeah. you know, who can, you know, who can run with him. And he just, he would literally just buy, he, he'd be gone. Those big long strides. Literally. And that 2013-14 season, John, a yeah. remarkable 20 Premier League goals in 35 games. This is Yaya Toure we're talking about. What a he player. scored 24 goals in 49 games what a in all competition and to your point I remember the 2009 Champions League final Barca yeah. Man U yeah. he played centre half centre half yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah that's the thing I mean you could tell there was something there of course but then when you play under Pep you have to do what Pep wants you to do otherwise you're not on the team of course and uh, which he did for the club which he did for Barca and of course you know you have the, the likes of Iniesta Xavi Busquets, Busquets. We, can't, yeah. we can't really argue with that <laughs> You can't really argue with those three. But then he came to City, of course, and became this player that he always wanted to be licensed to bump forward, licensed to play in his, you know, favorite position where he wants to play. And he became this absolutely beast of a player. And uh, no, Yaya for me will be my 11, all time best 11 in midfield. Million dollar question. He still didn't deserve the 2013. Oh, I think so. <laughs> for all the praise, for everything I'll give Yaya, for, you know, for being such an amazing, fantastic, fantastic footballer. I uh, had an amazing career, but I just think that 20, is it 2012, 2013 uh, African Player of the Year? Uh, I just think, I, I just edged it because, of course, I had an amazing tournament. I had an amazing year as well with you Chelsea. Did. Winning the African Nations, winning Champions League with, uh, with Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. I just think, 
uh, club wise and 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 country wise, international wise. I I, I was for that you know, year. For that year. Because a lot of people listen to this and go, well, no, Yaya is definitely a better player than you, John, but it's not. that's not the argument here. That's not the argument here. It's in here. the yeah, calendar exactly. year. The calendar year. What did you do versus what did Yaya exactly. do? Exactly. What did, what did we do? We were both playing for, the, for, you know, for our clubs, respectively. Of course, okay, he was scoring goals, but then he didn't win. No. He, he didn't manage to win any trophy that year. But then he was scoring goals for City. I was able to win the Champions League, you know, with Chelsea. I had my best game in the Champions League final. And of course, very yeah. instrumental winning the African Cup of Nation. I was obviously the center of, you know, of the team. Everything went through me. Um, so for me, I just felt I deserve that. I that, was, that was my... That was my um, that was your moment. That was my moment. That was my trophy. So I hold nothing against Yaya, but um, send the trophy just, to John Yaya. <laughs> I just think that trophy should have been mine. Yeah, really, I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, right, front three. I'm going to purposely leave that final midfield position <laughs> because I think uh, I could be wrong. I think the front three picks itself. I in think truth. in the midfield, I, I think I probably uh, I wouldn't want to put myself in that. Uh, You're not going to do it. No, I just I just think you know. Come on. <laughs> what do you think? Really think, John? I think obviously um, this, uh, you know, um, a guy who inspired me growing up, inspired millions of Nigerians, uh, you know, players growing up, played in the Premier League for many, uh, you know, came in the Premier League and, and, and you know, was absolutely breath of fresh air. Yeah, you know, he brought was. something different, you know, for, you know, for the, in the English Premier League. Um, so, of course, um, you know, I think JJ should be in my JJ should so good be should be twice. in my yeah should be in my starting uh, first eleven um, all time best eleven in the, uh, in the Premier League. Have you seen anyone? Uh, you trained with JJ. You saw JJ up close, John. I trained with him. Yeah, I saw him up close. Um, so, the have things, you ever seen yeah. anyone do what he could do with a ball? No, I've always said. I mean, if you want to win games, if you want to win games, probably not the guy you should put in your team. <laughs> He's on the page. <laughs> Bring him on when you're four 0 Exactly. Up. Bring him on when you're four 0 off. <laughs> And then he will give you something different. He will give you something that nobody else does on the pitch. You know, he's just a magician. Oh. You know, he played the game with a smile. You know, he doesn't really, he didn't really care about w winning games. Being a business like football player, it's not JJ. Yeah, JJ is there to have fun. He's there to enjoy himself. So, um, just to freshen up the team and put a little bit of you know icing on the cake. That's why I'm gonna say like JJ it. should be in my. You I know, like it. Starting JJ Okocha, yeah. so good. The named him twice, of course. Yeah. Four years at Bolton Wanderers in yeah. the Premier League under Big Sam Allardyce. So he's your number ten. Yeah. And then we've got the two wide positions and the big man up top. I think I know what you're gonna say yeah. with these three. Pretty much, pretty much. On the right, himself, yeah. Mo Salah. Mo Salah, yeah. I mean, of yeah. what he has done. You given the fact, John, and we've spoken about Mo a lot in mm -hmm. this podcast series. We've had, you know, you and JT admit there were tears from Mo. Yeah. That yeah. Jose Mourinho went through him. Yeah. He was emotional. He hooked him at half time. Mm -hmm. He's went away. He's gone to Italy, Roma, Fiorentina, and of course, he is now the beast that he is at Liverpool Football Club. Be honest, because JT says, yeah, he saw a player. When you go back then and know what you know about Mo Salah now, did you ever, could you have ever envisaged that he would go on to do what he's done? No, no. I think if JT said he's sort of player, I wouldn't, I, I definitely, I wouldn't agree with that because if I'm being very, very honest, I didn't see that. I didn't see that when he was at Chelsea. I didn't see that. He was quick. Quick. Yeah. He was quick. No doubt about that. He was quick. But then Mo wasn't just, he just didn't, 
have the ability to know what to do with the ball when he had it. When he had it. He didn't know what to do with the ball. And that was his biggest, biggest problem then when he was at the club. Especially at Chelsea, because you guys are exactly, demanding. Exactly. We're very demanding, of course. And then when you're that quick, you need to be able to have a certain skill of something. What do you, what yeah. you have to do with the ball? Because then when the ball comes to you, what do you do with it? Because everybody then wants the ball. Because then we play around with the ball. But the, when the ball gets to you as a winger, you have to be able to know have a clue of what you can do with the ball. And but more they've had that. But now when I watch him, watch him now at Liverpool, he knows exactly what to do when he has the ball. Yeah. He's gone to Roma and I think I don't know which manager he had. Was it Spalletti, I think, or something it like that? Been Spalletti, you know. He had a manager who shaped him and made him realize that okay, it's okay to be quick. But then you need to know what to do with the ball when you had it. And then from there, when it was at Roma, he started to improve on that. And then, of course, came to Liverpool and became this amazing, fantastic, fantastic footballer that he is today. So I couldn't imagine, I, I didn't see Mo becoming this player that he is today. But, oh, credit to him. You know, he's worked so hard to become this player that he is today. What a beast of a player, you know, he is right now. And what a fantastic, fantastic player he's been for Liverpool and um, but he still hasn't managed to win a trophy with his national team. So again, that's something. And now they've been dumped out again in the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. So, um, but again, he wasn't there. Let's let's you know let's let's not give him as much slag that we should. But um, yeah, what a fantastic, fantastic footballer. Yes, Paletti. It was in Spalletti. the second season at yeah. Roma. He went on loan the season that he was made permanent. It was Luciano Spalletti. And Victor Rossi has already talked about yeah. what an incredible guy he is yeah. on this very. Podcast. He just so managed gonna, to get the best out of the young players. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. He, yeah. he had a, he fostered this kind of I wouldn't say the Jurgen Klopp heavy metal style of football, but watching Napoli last season under Luciano, he gets them on the front foot. You're exactly. able to express yourselves yeah. and enjoy your football. Yeah. So Mo Salah certainly enjoyed his time in the internal city. So yes, you can't deny it. What is he now fifth on the all-time list for Liverpool Football Club? Still scoring goals. Still a huge huge player in the Premier League yeah. in terms of the left hand side Oof. I think we're picking Mo's mate I, I, yeah. I'm not putting words in your mouth but Sadio Mane oh. John I remember he came was it from Salzburg to Southampton Yeah, and he just quickest hat trick in Premier League history yeah. Yeah. beating yeah. Robbie Fowler's record yeah. Aston Villa I think it was yeah he started at Southampton what oh. a nightmare it was because I remember playing against him at Southampton and I was thinking what a player this guy what a player this guy is uh, he was an absolutely nightmare when he was at Southampton. I think it was him. You have Luciano Pelé. Yeah, Luciano Pelé. Pelé. Yeah, yes. yeah, and then you have Adam Lalana. So yeah. these guys, they were absolutely... And Rodriguez as well was yeah, there. Rodriguez. Oh, they were an absolutely beast of a team. <laughs> so for me back then, I was thinking, this guy is an absolutely... What a fantastic player this guy is. And of course, then he made that move to Liverpool. And, uh, and you know the thing about him as well, the beauty, John, certainly when I watched Liverpool, Liverpool under Sario, the, the 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 style that Jurgen Klopp yeah. implemented. He was the trigger man. He was the guy. The press, the press all came from, him. Yeah. from Mo uh, from, from, from Sadio Mane. Yeah, yeah. He, he exactly. He was the guy. He was the guy who the trigger of the press starts from Mane. He was yeah. the guy who goes, and then of course you had Fabi uh, Firmino as well, and then Mo. Everybody pressing <sighs> Henderson. They mastered that art of they pressing. And they got it absolutely right. So that was why every time they played against City, 
they knew how to press City. And it was so difficult because City couldn't find a way to get out of it. But yeah, so Mane was the guy. I mean, he was the guy. Absolutely beast of a player for Liverpool and he deserved to be on my team. A, a quick mention, because I do think it's it's crazy in a lot of ways. It's a travesty that this fella doesn't find a spot in the starting eleven. He'll be on our bench. Yeah. I mean, Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Mahrez, yeah. to oh. win the Premier League with Leicester. Yeah, yeah. To, to be a key cog if Angulo Kante was the glue then it's fair to say Mares was the the X factor for that Leicester City it team was, it was for then Pep Guardiola to sign you tells you you're doing something right to yeah. then be a vital cog in the City machine under Pep yeah. Riyad Mahrez is very unfortunate not to get in this 11 but I'm with you I yeah. think Salah and yeah, Mane yeah I think those two yeah I think those two kind of edge it because they've been they were they, you know they've been the Premier League they've Yes, Mane was at City. He did it for City as well. But then when you look at what those two have managed to achieve and the way they played the game, you can, I think those two kind of edge it. But you're right, though. Maris is another, is a massive contender to be in the team. But I think those two just, they just edge it quite a, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's not even, it's not even a competition. Emmanuel Adebayor, thank you, but no yeah. thanks. Asamojian, yeah. thank you, yeah. but yeah. no thanks. Pierre yeah. Unlove, thank you, <laughs> but no thanks. Big shout out to Zimbabwe. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be, yeah. It's the king. It's got to be the king, isn't it? Yeah, there's no debate about that. It's there is no the, debate. There's no debate about that. There's only, the, there's only one man who's, um, you know, who should be, you know, at the top, you know. Only one man, the African king, you know, DDA, <laughs> the one I mean. and only DDA. And I must say as well, uh, my friend as well, Solomon Kalu as well, yeah. has just missed out here. I think, you know, he also had a great, great um, career for Chelsea. Uh, time at Chelsea, played some important games, you know, scored some important goals, um, you know. But um, like I said, those two white men, they just edged it. They edged it quite uh, from... You know, Kalu and Maris, but um, yeah. when it comes to the top, there is no question that the the, the man, the the one and only, you know, did your drug, yeah, the yeah. big man, the big man for big games. Uh, you know, it was somebody that when he's big games, that's where DGA comes alive. Agreed. You know, the small games, he's he's not really into it because he knows, okay, we're gonna win, we're probably gonna win it, yeah. But the big games, you can tell from his demeanor, you know. Uh, all week, two, three days before the game, his attitude changes. You know, he's, you know, he's in the gym. You know, he lives. You know, he lives training late. He's getting his massage. You know, his demeanor, his confidence, his arrogance, the way he walks into the dressing room, really? everything just changes. You can tell. Uh, you know, a certain Barcelona or Manchester United or Man City or Liverpool, they come into the bridge or we go into play against these guys. The demeanor just changes, and that's why he's just the man for the big games. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I can't disagree with that, John. That was my yeah. front three as well. The one that did keep me up late last night, uh, we agree on everything, by the way. Mendy, Laurent, Toure, yeah. Radebi, Babiaro, SEN, Toure, Mani, Salah, Drogba. And then I've got written down here, <laughs> Obi Mikel, JJ Okocha, Riyad Mahrez. And I was thinking about how would I do this? There'll be a lot of people listening to this pod yeah. that would say you could probably get Mahrez, Mani and Salah all into a team if you've got Michael Essien and Yaya Toure. But... We've gone JJ Okocha because yeah. he adds that little je ne sais quoi. Yeah, just like the little je ne sais quoi. Yeah, like exactly that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but if you want to win games, though, you probably put me on the team. Yeah, well, this is it. <laughs> so I thought then, I was like, home games, I'm saying John Obi, we're on the bench. We want to entertain today. Away games, though, my man. Yeah. You and Michael, 
free up Yaya a bit True. further up yeah, the field. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. you're still in there somewhere, John. I'm Champions League somewhere. finals you're starting. Oh, I'm starting. African Cup of Nations finals you're I'm starting. I'm starting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, day, so, yeah. so when we 2-3-0 up, <laughs> JJ comes in and, exactly. give, and give the fans something to cheer about. So, no, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, though, you go through that team, there's been you know an awful lot of and I must say again as well uh, a certain Kanungwa Nkwa should be there as well I mean he deserves to be there what he's done what he did with Arsenal he, yes. he deserves to be there Kanu yes yeah Kanu should be there but then it comes down between of course Kanu JJ um, you know Mahrez. they're both as well players that come in these are players that come in yeah. to the team um, 30 minutes when to you go been, exactly when you 2-3-0 up they, these are players that come in and give you that little bit of fun. what if you're trailing if you're 1-0 down exactly yeah 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 they can yeah. bring something a bit different yeah they can bring a magic but yeah yeah so um, yeah so I, I, I think a canoe a JJ um, should be on in the that bench. team Mare's on the bench yeah John will be the count, bench, potentially yeah, yeah, on the bench yeah, as well yeah, or starting yeah. if you want to win game though you put me on the team you're yeah, in so. the team you're in, you're in my team that's the diplomatic answer John uh, listen I'm calling uh, we've been rattling on for 55 minutes uh, it's always great to catch up with you John I mean you know I thoroughly enjoy these podcasts and I do sincerely hope our listeners do as well so African Cup of Nations into the last four yeah. good luck to the Super Eagles we both and I hope we're not jinxing them we both feel that they will go all the way Petr Cech and Eden Hazard oh yes only yes. one podcast made possible yes. by Betwinner big shout out to our proud sponsors Betwinner for their continued support trust me Eden might have done an interview recently with Lekeep it's nothing on ours we've got the best we've got the I best I promise you we've got the best football fans out there you won't yeah. be subscribing to us Petr Cech on the way as well it's a little bit more cerebral it's a little bit more serious raw no, and uh, yeah, yeah. No filter. Edin was was very honest with with all his answers. He was very very honest. There was no filter. I mean, you do not want to miss this. You no. do definitely do not want to miss this. It's subscribe. fun. It was you know. So subscribe. Yeah, it was everything. It was everything. Everything that we yeah. wanted it to be. We got more than we'd begin for. Yeah, Let's put we it that did. Way. Yeah. Well, I came on thinking, do I need to get the boxing gloves on or Edin? <laughs> John going to be fighting? Am I the referee in all of this? But it, it wasn't to be. It was fantastic, and we thank Edin and Petter for their time. At last one, then John. If Nigeria don't win this African Cup of Nations, are you going to be allowed back in the Olympics <laughs> after this? Because we might have just jinxed. Them. Might have just jinxed them, but no, definitely. I think you're winning it. We will win it. We will we win, it. win it. The way we're playing, we have to carry on playing the way we're playing. And I think so. I think we have a very good chance of winning. We have to make sure that the next game against South Africa, we come out all positive and firing and you know we have a chance of winning I love as well of course this is a, a, a podcast but John has arrived to record said podcast today wearing the Africa Cup of Nations yep. 2023 official t-shirt big uh, shout out to in fact I won't give them a shout out they need to pay to get a little bit of time on our podcast but <laughs> the well known sponsor but thank you John uh, uh, taking the Mikel done and dusted another edition and a reminder Petr Cech and Eden Hazard on the way in the coming weeks for now though John Oh man, thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.